Welcome to this edition of Back to Basics with Pastor Brian Broderson. As we're just reading through the Bible, there's something that's happening. There's a, a supernatural cleansing that's taking place. God is washing us internally through his word. This is God's word. It's not the words of men. It's the words of God. So as we just read through the scriptures, this goes a long way to help us be equipped with the armor of God. Today on Back to Basics, Pastor Brian continues his study in the book of Ephesians. Join us as Pastor Brian concludes his teaching on Ephesians, chapter 6, verse 17, in a message titled, The Sword of the Spirit. Now, here's Pastor Brian. All of that to say, all of that to say, this is the reality that we live in. We live in an environment where there's a ton of hostility coming from certain segments of the culture toward the Christian faith, and this is where we have got to be. We're the, we're the people that uh, are at the front lines in this battle. We're, we're believers, and we are not in this battle to merely protect ourselves and to try not to lose ground. We're in this battle to take ground. We want to see the church advance. We want to see more people come to the faith. And in order to do that, we've got to get the message out. And if we're going to get the message out, first of all, we've got to make sure it's in. It's got to be in us. And we see that with Jesus. Jesus knew the scriptures. Obviously, he knew them. He was saturated in them. Of course, he was the living word. But Jesus, was in his humanity, Jesus, no doubt, beyond the shadow of a doubt, as a, as, a, as a man and as a young man, he studied the scriptures diligently. You remember the story in Luke's gospel when he was 13 years old and he's in the temple and he's reasoning with the doctors and they're marveling at his understanding. Uh, that wasn't that wasn't necessarily, actually it wasn't at all connected to his deity at that point because he was functioning as a human being. So he sets an example for us that we need to know the scriptures, but we see it also with the apostles. The apostles, as they went out into the world, they were equipped with God's word. And as they would confront various situations, God's word was so in them that they were able in an instant to draw upon it to respond to you know, the various things that they faced. And that's what we want to be able to do as well. You know, in those days when, when something came up, they wouldn't, you know, in a, in a confrontation or, or whatever it might've been, um, and I'm not saying you can't do this, but sometimes it's, it's rather inconvenient, but you, you don't see them, you know, back in those days, they didn't have Bibles like we do in a codex kind of a form, in a book, they had a scroll. Could you imagine if they're in some sort of a confrontation? Hey, wait, wait, let, let me get my scroll out. And, you know, rolling out this long scroll and trying to find someplace. They, they might have done that. They could have done that. And, and we certainly at times want to open our Bibles and point people to them, and, you know, if we, if we don't have those things memorized. But the idea ultimately is that we would get 
God's word so into us that it can easily flow from us. And that is practically what it would look like to take the sword of the spirit. So I'm gonna give you four things that are gonna help you to be able to do that. Four basic things, simple things, things that all of us can do, all of us need to be doing. And it starts with simply reading our Bibles. Reading our Bibles. Now you would think, of course, Brian, why are you telling us reading our Bible? We know that. Well, yes, we do know that. Do you know what they say about the Bible? It is the best loved, least read book in the world. We all love our Bibles. We have our Bibles, but so many people don't read their Bibles. You know, some people buy books for decoration purposes. They, they look good on a bookshelf. And some people do that with a Bible as well. Uh, when I grew up as a kid, we had a massive Bible on the coffee table in our house. No one ever thought to open it for anything. It just, you know, it was a piece of the decoration. And so that can happen, right? We don't want to be in that category where we're, we're lovers of, Bi of the Bible, but we're not readers of the Bible. So our first and simplest approach to the scriptures is to read them, to read them. Now, I recognize not everybody is able to read. Now, that's not so much a problem in our cultural situation, but uh, I was just in Central America, as some of you know, and uh, many people in the culture there are not able to read. And so in those rare cases, you know, there are other options and things, thank God, that we can point people to. But in, in our case, just assuming that we can all read, let's um, talk about this for a moment. Reading through the Bible. And I recommend uh, for younger Christians, newer Christians, that reading through the Bible starts in the New Testament. Start in the book of Matthew and make your way through, all the way through the New Testament, make your way through the book of Revelation. You know, go at a pace of, you can, you can start at a, at a chapter a day. Um, maybe you would like to take on a little bit more, maybe a couple chapters, but, but make your way through the Bible, just reading through it. Because you see, as we're just reading through the Bible, there's something that's happening. There's a, a supernatural cleansing that's taking place. God is washing us internally through his word. He's cleansing our minds. He's renewing our minds. There, this is God's word. It's not the, the words of men. It's the words of God. So as we just read through the scriptures, this goes a long way to help us be equipped with the armor of God. So start in the New Testament. If you've already read through the New Testament, then you can go back into the Old Testament. I, I do not recommend as a new Christian starting uh, to read exclusively in Genesis and then try to make your way all the way through. Uh, guarantee you will, uh, there's a certain point where you're gonna run out of uh, motivation. 
Uh, Genesis is great, all of that history, all of that narrative, those stories of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Joseph, all of that's great. The early parts of Exodus are great. The story of Moses and the deliverance of the people from Egypt and the Red Sea and all, all of those things are wonderful. But you know, you get to about chapter 27, 26 of Exodus, and then you start getting into all the fine details of the temple and the priestly garments. And, and then you go from there into Leviticus and, you know, a few chapters into Leviticus, you're into all these sacrifices. And you're like, what in the world does any of this mean? And how does this apply? And most people drop out at that point. Say, oh, I, you know, I tried to read the Bible, but I, you know, I got, a, got, got about a third of the way into Leviticus and then I gave up. So don't start there. Um, that, that's where you go after you get a, a good grounding in the New Testament. But I would say also that you could add to if you're reading through the New Testament, you could go back and read the Psalms as well because the Psalms are just general scriptures for encouragement, for praise, for worship, for comfort, and all of that. And that's a good combination. So just read through your Bible. I usually do this reading. I usually do this in the evening. It's kind of like before bed, not immediately before, but a lot of times over the years, just before bed, that would be my time to, to actually read through maybe, maybe five chapters or so. And I'm reading it just like I would read another book. I'm, I want to make my way through. So I'm not necessarily slowing down or pausing to look at a whole lot of detail. I'm just, I'm just getting an overview in a sense as I'm reading through. Now, one other thing I would say as you're reading your Bible, on a very practical note, you want to have a translation that is easy to understand, especially when you're reading. Now, different translations are written at different uh, reading levels. The King James Version is written at a 12th grade reading level. And you might say, well, <laughs> you know, 12th grade, what's that? I went to college. You know, not many people read that well uh, above 12th grade reading level, even people that went to college. So it's, it's a pretty sophisticated read, uh, 12th grade reading level. The New King James Version, which is what I normally use, is written at, the, at a ninth grade reading level. Um, the NIV, I think, is uh, seventh grade. I like the NIV myself. <laughs> <laughs> and the NLT is probably uh, that as well. But with the NLT and the NIV especially, they, they're very um, reading friendly. And, and I like that about it. When you're, when you're just reading through, you want something that's reading friendly. So for this aspect of approaching the word, reading through, I, I would encourage you to read a reading friendly version. And so as we read through, see, here's what's happening. The Holy Spirit is slowly but surely reprogramming us. That's what's happening. By reading through the scriptures, we are being trained by the Holy Spirit to think spiritually. We're, we're having our worldview transformed. Now, this happens to everybody, depending on what you subject yourself to. You know, it's amazing how uh, young people will go off to universities and they will, they will get so influenced by their professors and all of that that they, they mentally turn into different people. They just see the world in a completely different way. And whatever you subject yourself to, to some degree, that's going to happen. But if you subject yourself to God's word, 
you are going to be developing the mind of Christ. So number one, simply read through the Bible. Secondly, we want to meditate on the scriptures. And meditation is obviously something more or something deeper than just simply reading. Uh, to meditate, the word, the word meditate comes to us from words that, that speak of pondering something or, or uh, really thinking it over. Literally, it comes from the idea of chewing something. You know, we talk about, uh, you know, I wanna, I'm gonna chew that over. We use that terminology. Well, the word, the Hebrew word, actually comes from that very idea. Just as the, um, the cows would you know, eat the grass and digest it and then regurgitate it and uh, chew it over. Uh, they talk about chewing the cud. That's the idea. Well, that, that's the, actually the picture that the scripture gives of meditation. You're chewing it over. You're pondering it. You're thinking about it. You're talking to yourself about it. You're praying over it. So this is obviously a, a slower process, and it's a deeper look at the text. So I personally think that we need to be reading it. At the same time, we need to be meditating. It doesn't necessarily mean we're doing it at the exact same time, but for, for myself, um, I've always tried to have a time during the day where I'm reading through, like I said, usually in the evenings for me, but my morning time would always be spent more in meditation. So it's in the morning time when I'm maybe a little bit fresher and more alert where I'm gonna, I'm gonna really think through these passages. I'm gonna just stop and, and I'm gonna talk to myself about them and I'm gonna talk to the Lord about them. And of course, the Bible itself tells us, blessed is the man or the woman whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law, they meditate day and night. So it's that meditative approach where we really are looking for God to, to give us deep understanding and insight into his word. And then from there, I would add study. And the difference between meditating and studying is, in, in one sense, it's the difference between uh, just using your Bible text itself and bringing in assistance from the outside. And there's a place for both. When I meditate, I don't, I don't bother to use a commentary. I don't bother to necessarily look up uh, the meaning of a Greek or a Hebrew word or whatever. I'm, I'm just looking at the, at the passage, praying about it, thinking about it. When I'm studying, I'm using Bible dictionary, Bible handbook. I'm using a word study help at, at certain times. I'm using a commentary. And these are all written forms of things that will help you study. But then, of course, today we have uh, that in audio form. We have that in video form. You know, as a, as a church, historically, we have this, this great history of uh, being able to listen to the Bible on tape. Pastor Chuck having taught through the Bible so many times over the years, that having been recorded. When I was a, a young Christian, I had hundreds of Chuck tapes. And uh, back in those days, I had my cassette player and, you know, I'd go down to the beach for a surf and, you know, I had my big boom box with me, but uh, <laughs> I wasn't listening to 
boombox kind of music, I was listening to Pastor Chuck. And, uh, but we, we, we understand that, right? We, that's kind of part of our culture. Well, that's one of the ways that, that I studied. That's one of the ways that you have studied. Uh, we still do that today. We have a radio station and, uh, you know, some people, I know people that uh, have gone through the Bible on the Bible bus with J. Vernon McGee over and over again. You know, I have some friends that are in their 90s and they've been like, we've been 10 times, you know, <laughs> on the Bible bus tour with Dr. McGee. And, uh, but, but these are just other ways that we can, we can study subjecting ourselves to learning through gifted Bible teachers. And of course, when you're coming to, you're coming to Bible studies, you're coming as we go through the books of the Bible, as we teach here on Sunday morning, or as we do the, the through the Bible on Wednesday night, those, those are all parts of studying. And today we have so many great things with all these podcasts and you know, great Bible teaching, people putting that out, making it available. So much of it is for free. Uh, we have, you know, in the English language, we have more biblical literature translated than in any other language in the world by far. We're like a hundred times ahead of the next uh, closest language. So we, we have a ton of stuff available to us and we need to study our Bibles. So, you know, I have to confess to you, I was like the world's worst student uh, when, when I was back in school. I just, I just didn't have time for school, unfortunately. Uh, now I realize that. Back then, I didn't. But I, I fell in love with the Bible and wanted to study it. And as I grew in studying the Bible, that, that got me interested in studying a lot of other things as well. Things that pertain to the scriptures, things that relate to, you know, the Christian life in the modern world or whatever the case might be. So this is part of it, that we study God's word using the assistance of these things I've mentioned and, of course, uh, the learning by the gifted Bible teachers. God has appointed people, some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipping of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the building up of the body of Christ. So we all need to do that. I'm preaching to the choir. You're here. You're doing Bible study. Great. Good for you. Um, <laughs> and you can go as deep as you want with this. One final thing, then we'll wrap it up. Memorize. Memorizing the scripture, committing the word to memory is an important part of equipping ourselves. Now, of course, not everybody has the same capacity for memory as uh, others do. Some people have almost like photographic memories. And man, they just, you know, they just remember things. Um, Pastor Chuck, my father-in-law had, he had one of those kind of photographic memories really. And my son inherited that from him, my youngest son. And he's absolutely amazing. I mean, he, he'll read a book and then he'll just, he can almost repeat every word back to me. And um, I used to have a really good memory, <laughs> but not so much as they say nowadays <laughs> for me these days. My, my memory is failing me fast. And um, so if you're younger, 
get this stuff in you while you're young, because there will come a time when you're thinking, how can I not remember that? Um, but memorizing scripture, David said, your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not sin against you. So that's the idea. We're memorizing scripture. We're putting it in our heart. John, in writing his first epistle, chapter two, verse four, he said, I have written to you, young men, because you are strong and the word of God abides in you and you have overcome the wicked one. So you see the connection back. The word of God is the, it, that's how we get the victory over the devil. So committing the, the scripture to memory. Like I said, some people have just naturally better memories than others. But you know, I have also found that when you just put God's word in you and you make attempts to memorize it, you might not be as effective, you think, as somebody else. Your memory might not be as good. But you know, it's amazing how the spirit of God will assist us at times and he will bring, as Jesus said, he will bring to your remembrance the things that I have said. And I have had that happen to me so many times. Uh, like I said, as I'm getting older and my uh, memory is kind of not what it used to be, uh, there will be times when I, I'm hard pressed to remember John 3.16. It's like, okay, wait, what's it say? Uh, let me think, let me think, let me think. And then I kind of get it wrong. But then there are other times without any thought whatsoever I, could, I can just quote verbatim a whole passage. I think, well, how in the world did I do that just now? Well, part of it is just the fact that I've been saturating myself in God's word for so many years. But the other part of it is that assistance of the spirit. The spirit brings God's word to us. And so memorize it. How do you memorize it? Well, read. You know what, what I used to do is you know how certain passages just kind of jump off the page at you? You know what I mean? You're, you're reading a chapter and maybe there's 14 verses and, and two of those verses in that chapter, man, they just leap off the page. They're like, wow, that, that hits you. Whenever that would happen, I would take those verses and i say, I want to remember that. I, I want to memorize that. So one of the things I used to do back in the old days was I would write those down. And you can still do that today. Actually, you can write things down today. <laughs> um, but I, I would. I would write them on a three-by-five card, and I would have maybe four or five cards that I just carry around in my pocket. And during a break or whatever I was doing during the day, I just pull them out, and I would read them over again. So uh, reading over the Scripture. But, you know, when you write the Scriptures down, that has, uh, I think that has also the effect of sort of etching that in your mind if you write it. So as you write it down, that's going to help to memorization. And, and then you just repeat it to yourself. So again, as I said earlier, Jesus obviously committed himself to the memory of Scripture. The apostles committed themselves to the memory of Scripture. And as we read it and meditate on it and study it and memorize it, this will, in effect, uh, enable us to do what the apostle tells us to do, take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And now let's join Pastor Brian in the studio as he shares about this month's resource on Back to Basics. I want to tell you about one of my favorite biographies. I love biographies and this 
book is so fantastic. It's called Out of the Black Shadows, and it's the story of a young man named Stephen Lungu. And let me just read you an excerpt from the back of the book. It says, instead of throwing bombs, he stayed to listen. What followed was better than fiction. So young man in Rhodesia, Africa, who comes into a tent meeting as a terrorist intending to blow everybody up and instead hears the gospel. And this takes him on a journey throughout the rest of his life to proclaim the gospel to his people in Africa. So I love this book. I read it years ago. It's just been republished, and that's Out of the Black Shadows, and that's by Stephen Lungu and Anne Coombs, with a foreword by Patrick Johnston, who was the evangelist preaching at the time when he attempted to burn down the tent. So check this book out. I think you're going to love it. Again, this month's resource is a book titled Out of the Black Shadows by Stephen Lungu with Ann Coombs. You can order the book Out of the Black Shadows by going to our website, backtobasicsradio.com. Scroll down until you see the photo of it and then click on the donate button. When you give a gift to Back to Basics, we'll send you the book Out of the Black Shadows by Stephen Lungu and Ann Coombs. It's our way of saying thank you for your generous support of this ministry. We'd also like to remind you that all of our other resources are waiting for you at backtobasicsradio.com or by calling our request line at 1-800-733-6443. That's 1-800-733-6443. Our desire is to encourage you in your daily walk with God. We'll continue tomorrow with more valuable insights from Pastor Brian as we study together in the book of Ephesians. Back to Basics is the preaching and teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa, California.